Morning prayer begins on page 3. O send out thy light and thy truth, that they may lead me, and bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy dwelling. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. For the Benite, Psalm 95, on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God. And we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 115 on page 486. <clears throat> not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give the praise, for thy loving mercy and for thy truth's sake. Wherefore shall the heathen say, Where is now their God? As for our God, he is in heaven. He hath done whatsoever pleased him. Their idols are silver and gold, even the work of Ben's hands. They have mouths and speak not, eyes have they and see not. They have ears and hear not, noses have they and smell not. They have hands and handle not. Feet have they, and walk not, neither speak they through their throat. They that make them are like unto them, and so are all such as put their trust in them. But thou, house of Israel, trust thou in the Lord. <clears throat> he is their helper and defender. Ye house of Aaron, put your trust in the Lord. He is their helper and defender. Ye, ye that fear the Lord, put your trust in the Lord. He is their helper and defender. The Lord hath been mindful of us, and he shall bless us. Even he shall bless the house of Israel. He shall bless, he shall the, bless house the house of Israel. He shall bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. <clears throat> you are the blessed of the Lord, he who made heaven and earth. All the whole heavens are the Lord's. The earth hath he given to the children of men. The dead praise not thee, O Lord, neither all they that go down into silence. But we will praise the Lord from this time forth forevermore. Praise the Lord. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> Here beginneth the tenth chapter of the second book of Samuel. It happened after this that the king of the people of Ammon died, and Hanum his son reigned in his place. Then David said, I will show kindness to Hanum the son of Nahash, as his father showed kindness to me. So David sent by the hand of his servants to comfort him concerning his father. And David's servants came into the land of the people of Ammon. And the princes of the people of Ammon said to Hanan their lord, Do you think that David really honors your father because he has sent comforters to you? Has David not rather sent his servants to you to search the city, to spy it out, and to overthrow it? Therefore Hanan took David's servants, shaved off half their beards, cut off their garments in the middle at the buttocks, and sent them away. When they told David, he sent to meet them, because the men were greatly ashamed. And the king said, Wait at Jericho until your beards have grown, and then return. When the people of Ammon saw that they had made themselves repulsive to David, the people of Ammon sent and hired the Syrians of Beth-Rehob, and the Syrians of Zobah, twenty thousand foot soldiers, and from the king of Maacah one thousand men, and from Ishtob twelve thousand men. Now when David heard of it, he sent Joab and all the army of the mighty men. Then the people of Ammon came out and put themselves in battle array at the entrance of the gate, and the Syrians of Zobah, Bethrehob, Ishtob, and Maacah were by themselves in the field. <clears throat> When Joab saw that the battle line was against him before and behind, he chose some of Israel's best and put them in battle array against the Syrians. And the rest of the people he put under command of Abishai, his brother, that he might set them in battle array against the people of Ammon. Then he said, If the Syrians are too strong for me, then you shall help me. But if the people of Ammon are too strong for you, then I will come and help you. Be of good courage, and let us be strong for our people, and for the cities of God, and may the Lord do what is good in his sight. <clears throat> so Joab and the people who were with him drew near for the battle against the Syrians, and they fled before him. When the people of Ammon saw that the Syrians were fleeing, they also fled before Baishai, and entered the city. So Joab returned from the people of Ammon and went to Jerusalem. When the Syrians saw that they had been defeated by Israel, they gathered together. Then Hadad-Ezer sent and brought out the Syrians who were beyond the river, and they came to Helam. And Shobach, the commander of Hadad-Ezer's army, went before them. When it was told David, he gathered all Israel, crossed over the Jordan, and came to Helam. And the Syrians set themselves in battle array against David and fought with him. Then the Syrians fled before Israel, and David killed seven hundred charioteers and forty thousand horsemen of the Syrians, and struck Shobach the commander of their army who died there. And when all the kings who were servants to Hadad-Ezer saw that they were defeated by Israel, they made peace with Israel and served them. So the Syrians were afraid to help the people of Ammon any more. Here endeth the first lesson.
Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 26th verse of the 23rd chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. Now as they led him away, they laid hold of a certain man, Simon, a Cyrenian, who was coming from the country, and on him they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. And a great multitude of people followed him, and women who also mourned and lamented him. But Jesus, turning to them, said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For indeed the days are coming in which they will say, Blessed are the barren, wombs that never born, and breasts which never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, Cover us. For if they do these things in the green wood, what will be done in the dry? <clears throat> there were also two others, criminals, led with him to be put to death. And when they had come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him. And the criminals, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And they divided his garments and cast lots. And the people stood looking on. But even the rulers with them sneered, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself if he is the Christ, the chosen of God. The soldiers also mocked him, coming and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the, the king of the Jews, save yourself. And an inscription also was written over him in letters in Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. Then one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due rewards of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Now it was about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. When the sun was darkened, then the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was torn in two. And when Jesus had cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. So when the centurion saw what had happened, he glorified God, saying, Certainly this was a righteous man. And the whole crowd came together to, to that sight, seeing what had been done. 
beat their breasts and returned. But all his acquaintances and the women who followed him from Galilee stood at a distance watching these things. He rendered the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and ever-living God, who art always more ready to hear than we to pray, and art wont to give more than either we desire or deserve. Pour down upon us the abundance of thy mercy, forgiving us those things whereof our conscience is afraid, and giving us those good things which we are not worthy to ask, but through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord. Amen. Amen. O, o God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, 
and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. We have in our Second uh, uh, Samuel lesson kind of a it's it's sort of a event that characterizes humanity where um, David sends an, an ambassadors to to bring some good news. They're greeted with suspicion, and the thing turns into a massive war with all kinds of unnecessary loss of 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 life. Um, as it kind of harkens to the human condition where we always cast um, aspersions on the motives of others and respond suspiciously and what could be opportunities connect end up becoming, you know, all sorts of conflict. And it reminds us, um, and we can tie it into the New Testament lesson in a minute, but not always to um, assume the worst about what somebody is doing. <laughs> assume, you know, to people, there are people who are operators and manipulators and it's right to do that about, but they're in ordinary life, people are usually full of the same anxieties as we are and oftentimes are looking for the good in their own way. And so not always to assume the very worst motive when we're dealing with people uh, could save a lot of unnecessary uh, conflict. And that kind of takes us into the gospel where we, I mean, the, the, the purpose of that not assuming the worst would be that we are um, in Christ ambassadors uh, for the gospel. Uh, that we are, we are supposed to carry something different into the world, uh, bringing grace and forgiveness and the opportunity to connect rather than strict vengeance. It's interesting in this section from the passion narrative that we have a kind of a juxtaposition of justice and mercy because Jesus is walking the way of the cross and the women are weeping for him. And he says, don't, don't weep for me, weep for you and your children because um, you're rejecting the Messiah and the savior of your nation. And the result is going to be as, as he prophesied on, on Palm Sunday in Luke's gospel and our lesson a little while back that the enemies, that Romans will come and surround Jerusalem and level her and her children within her. That's why weep not for your, your me, but for your whole selves and your children, uh, because you're, you're missing the opportunity for, for redemption. And it, it's, in the divine person of Jesus here, we get this, um, a kind of um, what we call maybe differentiation. He's He sees what this is going to mean. He's not, it's not a personal anger for the offense that people are, are heaping on him, but an understanding that when people reject God's will, these are the consequences. And is why justice here then is paired in this passage with mercy, where from the cross Jesus says, forgive them, for they know not what they do. <clears throat> the practical point of this thing um, is going to be in the preaching of the gospel, that when after the crucifixion and the resurrection and, and Pentecost, that the early church, being the body of the risen Christ, will preach the gospel in Jerusalem, and there'll be a whole generation of potential clemency for people who uh, acted in ignorance and can repent and now believe um, in the gospel and receive mercy. But that mercy, forgive them for not what they do, does not preclude the righteous consequence of rejecting God's will. God um, 
works things out in his own good time. He will vindicate, you know, and this is the point is that God's justice here is not God getting angry, having a temper tantrum and, you know, striking out in reactive anger every time we do something wrong. It is more, I think, that the very nature of the world that God has made, created by his word, upheld, um, as Hebrews says, by his word, um, justice is just part of the very fabric of the creation, that that which is contrary to God's word cannot prevail, and eventually it it will accrue a judgment commensurate with the wrong done. And so this... um, ties us into sort of the example of Jesus for us in in the Christian life. We talk about walking the way of the cross, picking up our cross and following him. It means kind of like what this, you know, the passion narrative says that as we go through life, we are are called above all to hold on to our innocence, to, to do the right thing, to do God's will. And sometimes that's going to get us a lot of opposition, people who uh, criticize or don't support or, and if we're going to be like Christ, we won't respond, we'll we'll learn not to respond personally to that. It doesn't mean it won't hurt, but we won't strike out and try to exact personal revenge. Because when we exact personal revenge for the wrongs done to us, we fall back into the judgment of the world. We're not acting righteously. But when we continue to do what is right in the face of the wrong, we, we live in Christ, and we the, the verdict that will come on his life for his, you know, his holy death accrues to us. Now, we should be clear that when people do wrong, that doing the right thing doesn't mean being unable to tell them this is the wrong thing, but it's the righteous confrontation. It's not, there's a distinction between our own vindictive, sense of grievance because you hurt my pride, I'm going to get you, and our confrontation that this really isn't the right thing. A lot of times, to therefore, to follow Christ, we have to separate two things out. First of all, we have to separate our own emotional response to when we're wronged, and that we have to process in our prayer. The Psalms are really good for that, where we, yeah, we're angry and hurt and, and wounded, and we have to work that out on our own. And when we have... Um, taken some time to kind of work through our own subjective reactive response, we can come back and act towards others in the right way, confront righteously if that's possible for us. And and so this is how we commit ourselves to God in obedience in the face of the evil around us. We continue to do the right thing. And then the way of the cross leads with Jesus through the resurrect through the cross to the resurrection. And God hears our prayer. This is the whole point of this narrative. The veil of the temple is torn into. The access to God is open. So as we walk the way of the cross um, in the face of all kinds of provocations to do the wrong, um, God's grace stays with us and his favor rests upon us. And that judgment uh, of vindication stays with us. And it's uh, um, it's a hard thing to do. This is why we fall down and, and get up and try it again. And we fall down and we grow in our ability to be less reactive or to be aware of how how what we think about as justice is really our own personal reactivity and to not act or speak out of that, but 
to, but to instead, but, but not to ignore that, but to process that in our own prayer. And then uh, a final note about this, uh, this um, passion narrative, when all the opposition, only two people get it, one thief and a Gentile get that this is here, this is the son of God. And the one says, um, you know, uh, forgive me, uh, you know, remember me. And, and that's, that's what, you know, it's often the least likely people who, who, who begin to see the presence of Christ and, and turn to him in faith. So anyway, a few thoughts about today's lessons. God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you this morning. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Bishop. Have a wonderful Tuesday. Thank you. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you, Bishop. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day.